Hey there, friends. Before we get into today's episode, I wanted to invite you to our next Collaboration Zone Zoom party. This is a free Zoom chat get together with all of my entrepreneur friends in the Rise and Recovery Network, where we can share mind and business growth tips, strategies, and you get to network with other entrepreneurs of all experience levels. So if you want to level up your business and get connected, book your spot today. Head on over to www. The road forward slash collaboration zone. When we recover, we are returning to a normal state of health, mind, or strength. We begin the process of regaining control over something that was lost. Welcome to the Road Beyond Recovery podcast, and my name is Tamar, your host. Have you ever felt like you were meant for more? Well, I help people discover their purpose so they can follow their passion and realize what they are truly capable of. My mission is to empower people in recovery to embrace their authentic selves, live up to their true potential, and answer the question, what lies beyond recovery for you? Hey everyone, Tamar here from the Road Beyond Recovery podcast. Thank you so much for joining me today. Again, I'm just so grateful and appreciative that you're here. I am excited today because I'm going to be talking about what sets us apart from achieving success. And that can be in our business, in our sobriety, in life in general. I know that for myself, it has all come down to my beliefs, right? My belief in my ability to accomplish something. Now, before we get into today's show, like you heard in the intro, if you want to join us for some networking with some like-minded individuals in recovery, come join the Collaboration Zone Zoom party calls. These are a fun way to meet new people, to get some feedback on what you're doing, and also to showcase what you do. And we're going to end each session off with a 10-minute hot seat, which means that you can volunteer to share one of the roadblocks that you're currently struggling with in business and have the rest of the group open up to a discussion to give you some feedback back tips or strategies. And of course, we do member training as well, where you get to showcase your skills and teach the group. So I hope to see you on the next call. You can register by heading on over to www.theroadforward.ca slash collaboration zone. Now, today's topic is something that I have really been thinking about lately and digging into and that is what sets us apart from achieving success. Now, success really is our own interpretation of what that looks like to each individual uniquely. And I think for me, success means, you know, did I do something today that moved me forward or did I do something that set me back, right? Am I making the same mistakes over and over again, expecting different results? Or am I taking those mistakes, turning them into opportunities to do something more for myself or to, you know, maybe go down a different path or find an alternative solution? Anytime that I believe in my experience, I have felt success was that 
when I accomplish something, so I set a goal for myself and I accomplish something that I believed I could do. And, you know, this is what I want to talk a bit about today is how our beliefs come into play. You know, one of my mentors had told me actually a few short weeks ago that two people can be on exactly the same path. They could have exactly the same goal. They could take exactly the same steps, but the person that believes in their ability to achieve that goal is the one that's going to make it. And that really resonated with me, even in my sobriety. When I got sober, one of the first exercises that I did was I wrote up my life story to see how unmanageable my life had become, right? Because at the time, I didn't think I had a problem with alcohol. I didn't want to look at that. I thought it was everybody else's fault. But when I truly saw how chaotic my life had become and how I had done so much damage, I had to work to shift that belief because in the beginning, I didn't know how I was going to stay sober and or how I was going to even accomplish long-term sobriety, right? I didn't It was so foreign to me because I was so used to the life that I was living. But as I saw that unmanageability, I started to shift my beliefs. I started to think, okay, wow, you know, this wasn't all that good. So I need to form some new beliefs. I had to believe that if I took another drink, that my life would fall apart again. And I slowly did that. And today, I have that belief very solidified in my brain. You know, I play the tape through. If I ever think that it's a good idea to take a drink, all I have to do is basically picture myself having that drink, that first drink, that second drink, that 12th drink, and blacking out, waking up, not knowing where I am. And that pretty much deters me from even wanting to entertain the idea. But the reason I give that example is because I had to learn how to shift my beliefs. And today... I feel as though I am being successful. You know, I don't say been because I don't think this journey is ever over. But the reason I have found success in my sobriety is I took the right steps in the very beginning and I continue to maintain my sobriety without the desire of wanting to go back to my old life. So we're going to dig into this a little bit. So I think one of the things we always need to look back on is Are there events in our childhood that caused us to form the beliefs that we have today? And I'm not necessarily talking traumatic events, right? Because we can experience trauma by just disconnecting and that can happen so innocently, uh, believe it or not. And I think that's why, you know, when I used to go to therapy and I used to try and look into why I believed what I did, I couldn't see anything because I always thought that those types of events had to be really obvious, right? Um, You know, involving maybe abuse and all that kind of stuff. And because I'd never really experienced that in my childhood, I just thought, well, this couldn't be coming from my childhood because, you know, there was no reason for it. But really, you know, when I was younger, I believed I always had to do better, right? I believed I wasn't as smart as the other kids. I wasn't outgoing or I wasn't confident. And it's interesting because I actually just had a chat with my dad about this very thing is that he always pushed us as kids, you know, and he always had our best and, you know, he had best intentions and yet, you know, he wanted the best for us. And so he always told us, you know, you can always do better, keep trying, keep going. But what that did is 
I always wanted that recognition, right? If somebody didn't tell me I was doing a good job, I never felt like I was. And so I would keep pushing and I would always be disappointed in my results. Um, I remember, you know, not doing very well in math early on. And my dad had said, hey, you know what? We're not very good at math. And so I never thought I was as smart as other people. And it's interesting because when I had the conversation with my dad, he was told the same thing, yet today he's incredibly successful and loves doing what he does and is super passionate about it because he's actually found the things that he loves to do, right? So he started to realize and change those beliefs that he wasn't smart and I have done the same things as well. You know, my mom had said, hey, you know what, we're, we always have, have, we'll have big hips, right? And so I developed this, well, I'm never going to lose weight kind of thing. And, you know, I think that led to low self-esteem and not being very confident. So those are all very innocent examples, but they have all led to my belief system today. So now I, as an adult, because I'm responsible for my choices, I'm the one that has to work on changing those belief systems myself. You know, and then of course I turned to drugs and alcohol that made me feel better. It made me feel more confident. And so now I had found a solution to my problems. Also relationships, right? I thought relationships meant that I was loved and that I was worthy. And so I developed codependency issues. And, you know, I know that mental health also plays a role in this. You know, I was depressed uh, throughout my journey and it was really hard for me at times to see that there was a better way of life out there right and so I believe that things were just not going to change and I just wasn't lucky enough like anybody else but the the reality of it was is when I finally hit my bottom which is that moment that I stopped digging and realized that I could actually start to be in control of my choices um, that really shifted. I also did some key things early on in recovery that I think helped me maintain those beliefs. And I really truly want to say that the things that I learned in early recovery, I would say were keys to me being able to stay sober today. You know, one of the things is I actually became unafraid to ask for help, right? As I asked for help and I realized I couldn't do this thing alone, I started to lean on other people and I realized that I wasn't actually a burden because that's what I always thought, right? I thought that if we ask for help, that means we're weak, that means we're a burden. Nobody wants to hear that. But in reality, when we lean on other people, you never know, we may be helping them, right? Because we could be taking them out of their own head. They could be having a, a crappy day. They could have had a, an argument with their spouse. And by saying, hey, you know what, We're, I'm not okay. Could we talk and stay in the solution, right? I mean, there's a difference between, I think, venting and wanting to live in the problem and wanting to get that self-pity and actually talking about something and wanting to create a solution or, or look in the, you know, for the light in those dark times. But I'd say that first key was being able to ask for help, right? And to swallow my pride and gain a little humility and realize that I didn't have to do this alone and it was okay. It did not make me weak. 
And I would say the second part of that was my spiritual journey. Um, That was something that I really resisted early on in recovery, as I've talked about on previous shows. Uh, But again, it came down to not having to run the show because I'm a control freak. I want to run everything. And when things don't go my way, I start to unravel. I start to fall apart, right? When we have those expectations on other people. So to really develop a spiritual life, you know, through prayer and meditation and to be able to ask for guidance. I can't tell you how many times I would go into prayer. And in the beginning, of course, I I didn't know what I was or who I was praying to and just going, okay, you know, I need some guidance on this. I would always get that guidance back. It wasn't always what I wanted to hear, but it was always what I needed to. And it came in the form of just signs, you know, things happening that, you know, were a little strange. I thought, okay, this can't be a coincidence or a friend coming to me about something and actually giving me the answers I needed. So I started to realize that when I really truly developed my spiritual life and I started to live in faith, the fear started to disappear, right? And I was able to move forward and achieve the goals that I wanted to accomplish, therefore gaining success. And I would say, Obviously, other than cleaning up my life completely, you know, and getting in touch with my emotions, which is something that was incredibly important. I think I cried that first year of recovery more than ever, um, but I learned I had to stop suppressing things. I also started to learn how to help others, to get out of myself, to stop being incredibly selfish because I was very selfish, right? So when I learned how to step out of self And I learned that through the hardest times, the best thing that I could do was actually reach out and help somebody else. Wow, what a difference, right? All of a sudden, I felt like my problems weren't that big anymore. And I could focus on other people and I could watch them grow and develop. And it also gave me a chance to pass on what was so freely given to me, right? It allowed me to believe that things could change. And I think that is part of gaining, you know, uh, beliefs is by watching what other people around you are doing and watching them succeed because that gives you hope. And I think that's what's so powerful about the recovery community is when you're watching other people grow, you start to gain that belief in your ability to do the same thing. You know, midway through my recovery, I got incredibly complacent, right? I slowly stopped doing some of the things that had got and kept me sober in the first place. And so I knew though, without a doubt that I didn't want to go back. You know, like I said, I knew what would happen if I drank again. But I also knew that I had to start doing a little bit more soul searching. And because I wasn't moving forward, I was just saying stagnant. I felt like I was settling in life. I wasn't really doing what I loved, what I enjoyed. And so I started doing that soul searching and that self-discovery. And I started to meditate a little bit more. I started to listen to podcasts. I started to educate myself. And, you know, the most important thing was I started to discover my purpose, right? I started to live a more purpose-driven life. Like I've talked about on previous shows is that, you know, when I was still working my corporate job, I would get up extremely early because I was actually excited to wake up in the morning. You know, I looked forward to going to bed early. I still look forward to going to bed early. And it's not because I don't want to stay up and hang out with friends. It's because I sincerely love 
what I'm doing today, right? There is this fuel within me that wants to keep going, that wants to keep learning. You know, I can't remember a time before um, sobriety that I actually wanted to learn new things, that I wanted to take courses, that I wanted to develop my skills or even invest in my personal development. You know, I think that was a huge mistake that I made. I didn't want to spend the money on personal development. And today I have a few different coaches, right, that help me in my journey. And I think that you have to be serious. You know, I've had people ask me on a scale of one to 10, how serious are you about achieving your goals? And when you give them an answer less than 10, they'll ask you why, right? Because if there's any hesitancy in your desire to want to achieve something, you're not going to accomplish it, right? I mean, if you've ever gone into, I use weight loss because I know that I was a yo, I was a chronic yo-yo dieter and that was something that was always apparent. But, you know, I always, because of my behaviors and because of my yo-yo dieting, I had this belief that I would be able to go for a little while, but I would never be able to maintain that. And there was a reason for that, right? I wasn't building a strong relationship with food by continuing to diet, um, which is something that I've gotten rid of today. And that's something that I've also been able to shift um, my mentality on. But I just think it's so interesting that, you know, when we believe that we can accomplish things and we focus on the journey, right, rather than the end result, we're going to eventually achieve that end result, right? We're going to get there. We're going to get closer, you know, but have you ever stopped and just turned around and looked back to see how far you've come, right? I think we need to do that every once in a while because I think we are our own worst critic, right? When it comes to accomplishments or what we see as success, we criticize ourselves more than anybody else does. So I think it's really important to sometimes just turn around take a look back and go, wow, I can't believe everything that I've achieved in my life and especially in recovery, right? Um, you know, having just over nine years now myself, I am a completely different person than I was when I first walked into, you know, recovery. It's such a different life. You know, I know that I've grown. I know that I have found success, but, you know, for me, the difference of people, you know, staying sober and not staying sober is a the belief in your ability to do so those daily habits that keep us strong mentally and spiritually that support network that we need because we don't have to do this by ourselves. Right? I mean, there is very hard times in recovery, you know, I'm going through some myself right now that have not been easy. But guess what? those people that I have as my support network are able to help me move through those times, right? And allow me to continue to make it in my recovery. Well, I hope you got something out of that topic. I think it's a topic that I could probably go on and on and on about uh, because there is so much to finding success in sobriety, right? Um, there are so many different reasons as to why some people are able to stay sober and some people are not. I know for me, I would say, you know, the the key things have been my spiritual journey. 
Um, that has kept me sane. That has made me realize that I don't have to control everything. Of course, sometimes I still want to, but uh, I think that has been a major key in my own recovery. And then, of course, discovering my purpose, which is what I love to help other people do. So if you yourself are struggling right now, you don't have clarity, book a free 30-minute discovery call with me. Um, there will be some questions you can answer on the form, and then we can chat, we can brainstorm and see um, how much value we can provide you in that call so you have a little bit more clear direction and maybe even discover what your purpose or your calling is. And if you're an entrepreneur, and I also offer 30-minute uh, business audit sessions. So let's get rid of those limiting beliefs. Let's shift that mindset. Um, really get a hold of our emotional intelligence so you can master your mind and really lead a more authentically fulfilled life. So head on over to the show notes. You can click the links on both of those and book your free calls today. And guys, I will see you on the next episode. Thanks for listening to another episode of The Road Beyond Recovery. Did you know that our dreams can become a reality? When you determine your purpose in life and you allow that purpose to guide you, anything is possible. It just takes action. Don't wait until you're ready. Start to create the life you were truly meant to live right now. I am super passionate about my mission to help people live up to their true potential. So if you want to learn more, check out my website at www.theroadforward.ca. And until next week, keep exploring what lies beyond recovery for you.